Walk out the door, you see someone that you know, and they ask you how you are, and you just have to say that you're fine. Yeah. Okay. really fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. Hello you're listening to You Okay Hun, a weekly advice podcast. I'm your host, the only person brave enough to stand up and say it, I could beat any five-year-old in the world in a fight. <laughs> Dave. And I'm Mona Lisa, twin, bone collector. And we're going to combine our years of experience listening to people complain and our complete lack of qualifications to solve a mixture of your problems and funny problems other people had that we found on the internet. I will read the problems, and my spiritual mentor, Mona Lisa, will do the emotional labour, provide the realness, and guide us to a workable solution, or at least that's how it's supposed to work. Do you enjoy this podcast? Would you like to help us grow? What if I was to tell you that you could do that, but without having to get up, go anywhere, spend any money, or talk to anyone? Well, you can. Subscriptions, reviews and recommendations will really help us to reach a wider audience, so please take 30 seconds to subscribe, review this podcast wherever you listen to it, and tell a friend how hilarious, charming and helpful we are. We'd also love for you to submit your problems. It can be your problem, a friend's problem, a problem you found somewhere else, or fuck it, you can even make it up, we'd never know. To submit, you can tweet us at Podcast. You can email us on youokhunpodcast at gmail.com and if you want to stay 100% anonymous, you can leave us a message at curiouscat.me slash youokhun. These links will be in the show description. You're begging for reviews and such is kind of cunty. Is it now? Comes across a little bit like that. But I listen to lots of podcasts and that's what they do it mm, like. That's true. They're always just like, oh, you know, why wouldn't you subscribe to my Patreon? It's only like the price of a cup of coffee. I mean, I'm doing like four and a half hours of free media for you every month. I mean, what's a coffee or a pint between friends? Yeah, that's true. It's kind of passive aggressive almost. Yeah, that's what I was going Should for. Should we explain the possible noise situations? Right, so disclaimer... Um, we do live in a very colourful colorful area and the weather has finally gotten better so there are lots of youths outside playing with the football and they shout and they kick the ball against our building and I can't murder them because that's against the law so that is true. we just have to kind of deal with it so there might be some background noise Sometimes the- they hit our window and that's fun Yeah that's really, yeah, especially when the cat's at the window they like to kick it at the cat mm. which is cruel and I want to murder them for it yeah. That's the second time I've talked about murdering them. Don't. You know I'm obsessed with that. People murdering people. Oh, God. don't Let's not go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, don't go down that rabbit that, hole. I mean, generally, that is true, but I'm also yeah. particularly obsessed with that recently. Yeah. Should we explain that since we've just left it hanging now, but then just maybe not like, linger on it too I'm much? obsessed with the story of the old man that killed the burglar that broke into his house. Yeah. And the people keep leaving all the memorial things and flowers outside it. Basically, I think that's fucking dog shit. And if you come in my house, I will stab you. If you break into my house, I will stab you. I mean, literally just come in to read the gas meter. Lisa's going to stab you. I actually did threaten the guy, jokingly. I said, it's weird that that Scottish Gas or whoever don't, like, you know, they don't don't employ people to read their own meters. They use separate companies. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, because it's kind of weird. Like, I'm just like, you know letting some strange dude in my house like who knows if his fucking 
ID's legit. And then he was, the guy was like, oh yeah, that's true. You know, you know, it could be quite oh, unsafe. Could be. And I was like, don't worry, I could fucking take you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Just in case he was thinking of anything. All right. So. Yeah. I'm just obsessed with that story. And like that, that, like honestly, someone breaks into my house, I'm fucking stabbing them right up. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Like fully. Not even, not even, not even a pause. That's the thing. What if you have, like, you know, really bad housebreaking anxiety and someone breaks into your house? You're going to have to stab them. Uh, yeah, I do have that. Exactly. I'm going to have to stab them. Yeah. I will protect my children. And the courts may say that your children aren't real children. They're cats. And I'll say, well, that is, <laughs> that is technically true. But they are Who's to say they aren't my children? I know. They don't, they don't have birth records. They don't know where those cats came from. Technically, there was this really weird story of this girl, that, this woman that claimed to be giving birth to rabbits. Do you know I heard that story um, from you first because you told me about it years ago. It's a fucking weird story, right? But then I also heard it on a different podcast this week. A big podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, some fucker dug it up and now it sounds like you're trying to bite their shit. So I think you should clear the air and say, nah, they're biting your shit. What podcast was it? I can't remember. I think it was the Blind Boy podcast. God damn it. Yes, it was the Blind Boy podcast. I've actually heard it on a different podcast too. Oh, so... Is that where you got it from? <laughs> no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Actually, this podcast t- tells a lot of stories I already know of. I don't know where I know that from. Who knows where I know all my useless information? And the, it's completely useless and it only comes up in times like this. Yeah. So let's get ahead of the game and we'll start doing a segment every week where I get you to like tell us a story from history. From weird history. Okay, that would be good. Do we have any other podcast business to attend to before we start? <sighs> I mean, we still have... Okay, so we have two listener-submitted problems to get through. But after that, we're out of listener-submitted problems. So please actually submit problems. Like, seriously. And I know you all have problems. Like, just say you have a shitty boyfriend or your mum's a cunt or whatever your problem may be. Got some fake friends. Just your roommate is just a real monster and, like, does horrifying things like... Keep Squeezes toothpaste. Keeps tomato sauce in the fridge. You imagine they get bread in the fridge. Some people do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. That's how you know they're going to fucking cut your skin off and wear it when you're sleeping. Or people that like squeeze toothpaste all over the sink. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're like stick of the dump and not even you do that. Exactly. I'm very careful with my <laughs> toothpaste application. Thank you very much. <laughs> <sighs> right. Um... So no, no podcast business? I don't think so. I don't think Do you really po- think it was passive-aggressive, my opening? A little bit, yeah. Like, see, if I was listening to it, I'd think, oh, what a cunt. Okay, <laughs> I'll change it for next time. I'm sorry if anyone was offended by that. <laughs> like, real talk, if you turned it off, like, just because of that intro, then maybe put on your big boy panties a little bit. Well, you could say that, but, you know, there's, but, such, a, there's such a wide variety of podcasts to listen to. And look, I, to be honest, we've got 19 reviews on iTunes, and... We have like 4,000 views. We have listens, rather. We have 4,000 listens this week. 4,000 listens, 19 reviews. Something doesn't add up there. I know. Let's just, I'll just go with pure begging. I think that's just, let's just do it. Because what is what we are doing? Please do it. Ultimately, we are begging. And so, yeah, please, please, please. Oh, please, please can you leave us a review? We're very shed and lonely. (laughs) Yeah, please leave a, because that's how, that's how you win podcasts. That is how you win podcasts. The more reviews you get, the more you can say to people, look, loads of people think my podcast is great. And also, 
the more reviews we get, the more exposure we'll have, the more exposure we'll have, the more chances are that like men's rights activists and Nazis are going to listen to this and be really fucking angry about it. And I want that to happen really badly. I want to get into an internet fight with fascists. I know, I know, me too. I feel like I've just been waiting for people to come for me. Many people. Not happening. And many yet. areas. No, not really. I'm quite an uncontroversial figure, and it's really, uh, you know, it's not what I aim to be. You're going to have to amp up your controversy then. <sighs> you have to get some more hot takes. Hot takes. Your, right. your takes need to get hotter. Okay, well, I just told you my take on old man versus burglar. Yes, yeah, stab burglars. Yeah, we got that. Stabbed, so. stabbed them right up. Yep. Okay. Um, cool. So ask the about... Unless anything? it's a child right, burglar. Okay, okay. So no child burglars. And will you ID them before you stab them? Or I would just, you know... Err on the side of caution? Ask <laughs> to see some pubes? What are you going to do here? No, I would just go with your gut, to be honest. Mm, okay. And, you know, if you have misjudged the situation wildly, <laughs> and he is a youth... <sighs> What are you going to do? What are you going to do? If I catch a burglar in my house, I'll sit them down for a nice cup of tea and say, hey, why are you doing this? Who hurt you? I'm just hoping that everyone in in our street thinks I'm a witch because that's what they call me a lot Mm -hmm. so that they're too scared to break into our house because they've seen I have a black cat and they think I'm a witch. They probably don't want to break in the house because you sit at the window all day like petting the cat and cackling (laughs) at them. (laughs) Ugh, that joke. That joke. Ugh. Look, I'm very tired. I'm not at my best. You did that. You were tired the last time we recorded, and you were like, "Oh, I'm so tired. I hate the podcast today. I'm going to be. I'm going to be absolutely no help. I'm going to leave you hanging. All your jokes. You're going to try to make jokes. I'm going to judge you, even though I'm not actually contributing anything when you do make a joke. But I'm not going to bother actually helping out. Why do I sound like fucking uh, Kermit the Frog? I mean, have you not heard your voice before? This is what you sound like. <laughs> you know. I'm <laughs> well, not... Stop speaking like this then. <laughs> I have heard my dulcet tones and that's not what they sound like. They sound an other type of awful. <laughs> well, no, you don't sound like that. I don't know where that voice came from. I'll put it back in the box for just now, but I might bring it out later if you annoy me. <laughs> right, um, shall, we, shall we get into the mailbox because we have quite a long... Yeah, yes, okay. We have had some tension over the length of this letter. <laughs> and as I try to explain to Lisa, I can't help what someone else writes into Yeah, me. but as people, long-time listeners will know that I don't know what these letters are going to be about or anything about them. <laughs> the only thing I know is Dave informed me of the length and I think, hmm, this sounds a bit long. Dave but informed sh- me of the length. Name your sex tape. <laughs> so this is from the, uh, this is from the, what's it called? The archive. The mm. archival mailbox. Okay. Yeah. You ready for this bad boy? I'm so ready. (coughs) Okay, here we go. Greetings, 16th century ancestors of Mona Lisa and Dave. I addressed this letter predominantly to Dave, because Mona Lisa, as much as I like the portrait of you that was recently painted by Leonardo da Vinci, I'm having some political difficulties with some notable Italians, and as such, I'm currently filling out the paperwork required to have you executed for witchcraft. Besides, a lowly peasant woman such as yourself does not boast the prerequisite mental fortitude to pass judgment on the superior minds of men. I am in a right... coming for me. Yes, I am in a right royal pickle. You've heard of lonely hearts. Well, I think mine is the loneliest of all. I'm so unlucky in love that I haven't taken my codpiece off in ages. Probably for the best as exposure to the slightest stimulus causes searing agony throbbing through my big fat English hog. (laughs) I just can't seem to find a good, 
old-fashioned woman who can fulfil her one useful function on this earth, birthing a healthy male heir to my throne. I've tried not once, not twice, not thrice, but a whopping five times so far. Firstly, there was Catherine of Aragon. That one was doomed from the start. Sure, she scrubbed up good, but she was my big brother's ex, and you know what they say, don't shit where you eat. Our relationship was going well, she was a hot milf and up for anything. But I was so upset after she miscarried four times then birthed a daughter instead of the son that I wanted, that I started sleeping around. Who can blame me? All that hot trim walking about and me, a powerful, virile man, emotionally distraught from problems at home, it was her fault really. While I was sowing my wild oats, the right of any young man, I happened across a hottie called Anne Boleyn. I'd already had her sister, but the way Anne wore that giant ruffled collar and 17 layered underskirts, I knew she wanted it. There were some problems getting the marriage to Catherine Annault, but come on, she'd been shagging my brother before me. Every man knows you don't stir someone else's porridge. I got it annulled and put her in a castle. I think she died. (laughs) Anyway, Anne played hard to get, but I sealed the deal by sending her a love letter complimenting her on her cracking paps, music to any woman's ear. (laughs) Anne, however, turned out to be a real letdown. I should make it illegal for women to entice men with makeup and push-up corsets. It's false advertising. I got her up to duff because I'm a total stud. But what came out? Another bloody daughter. What do I want a daughter for? I've already got plenty of chambermaids and at least I can shag them. Not to mention, she gave it up to me pretty easily even though I was married to Catherine. She must have been a total slut. I couldn't annul the wedding, so I did the only rational thing and had her executed for adultery, incest, high treason and witchcraft. Wasn't sure what would stick, so I just threw the whole book at her. Next there was Jane Seymour. None of them compared to Jane. Always had my dinner on the table, never made a fuss or second guess me. Plus, she had a son, unlike the stupid cows before her. Unfortunately, as we all know, women are very frail, sickly and physically weak, and Jane died shortly after giving birth. It's a shame I can't get pregnant to show these wenches how to do it properly. I bet it's a piece of piss. I'd have popped up a healthy son at lunchtime and been jousting on horseback before tea. I was genuinely very upset about Jane, popped over Germany on a bit of a bender to drown my sorrows. You know when you wake up after a night on the tiles next to a total howler? Well, I only went and bloody married her. Seemed like a good idea after quaffing 20 flagons of that Germanic beer, but when I woke up next to Anne of Cleves, I realised I'd married the She-Hulk. Thankfully, another man already had a contract to marry her, because women are, of course, as we all know, property to be sold and traded, much like a collector's card or a rare Pokemon. I was able to get it annulled right away. I did keep it around, however, just in case I needed any help opening jars around the castle, lol. <coughs> Big Anne, God bless her. She also had a pretty tidy little gaggle of maidens, presumably to carry her protein powder, and one of them caught my eye. In hindsight, I should have listened to everyone. They all said, Henry, you are a glistening, sweaty, 49-year-old sentient ham 
riddled with lesions, you have a bulbous alcoholic's nose, chronic syphilis, moderate brain damage, and a disgusting little wet mouth. It's not right for you to marry a 16-year-old lady in waiting. And what they were trying to say is that she's going to take you for a ride, use your money, and make a cuckold of you by writing flirty letters to her fancy man. Poor, naive me. I had to find it out the hard way. Right enough, she was two-timing me with that big ponce, Thomas Culpepper. (laughs) I was so upset by this betrayal that I had them both beheaded. A proportionate and rational response by my reckoning. And that takes me to the current day. Despite the heartbreaks I've suffered in the past, and despite being the bravest and most noble kind of person on earth, a single dad, I'm learning to love again. I've met a third woman called Catherine. Like me, she's a divorcee. We've got a lot in common, but as I'm sure you can understand, I'm having trust issues. So many gold diggers have chased me for my money before, leaving me emasculated and alone, with no choice but to have their heads chopped off. How do I know this one will be different? Yours, Henry VIII, King of England. Oh. You just need to have a little exhale there. Now, I just want to just just like to clarify, those are Henry's words. Henry's words, not mine. And completely unrelated, because I didn't write that, someone else did. I do just want to point out that sometimes the duty of satire is to assume the voice of the person who's being satirised, which can mean they can come across like saying some quite nasty things to accentuate the point. Now, that's not related because that was just a letter some guy wrote to us, or our ancestors, I guess. But the satire thing, also think about that before you judge me. I mean, how much would it suck to just be a woman of any time period that is uh, besides the kind of relative modern day or even the modern day yeah. and just be this baby machine? How Imagine the pressure of like marrying someone and just be like, you should better have a fucking boy because, you know. Right. That's something that's completely within someone's control. I know, right? And then just being like, think of the, like think when about, it comes out, being like, oh, has it got a dick? Has it got a dick? Has it got a dick? Ah, uh, no. Oh, shit. Right, just during conception, just make sure you're thinking about football and pints. That'll, that'll just train. Like that a, trains. Yeah. See, I actually know a lot about women because I'm a man and mm. that qualifies me to speak about it. Um, but I do actually know that you can uh, use your brain to put uh, will into your body to produce a particular... Um, sex of baby. So I mean, honestly, Henry VIII is like to me the kind of archetypal, like douchebag, toxic male. Yes. Like, I mean, the the, the what's so shit about it is his first wife, Catherine. Catherine of Aragon. Yeah, of Aragon. Believe, yeah. yeah, they were married for like twenty years. Yeah. Happily. I guess. Well, not that happy. She and then just one day... Way. Well, it wasn't even to do with that, though. That's kind of an excuse. He was already having an affair with Anne Bolton. Oh, he was putting it about all over the place. Yeah, he was always he? putting it about. Like, let's face it, that was always what he was doing. Can I just say, I, I mean, look, I'm not a really a history guy. I had no idea about Henry VIII before right. before I received his letter and then did some independent research. Ah, uh, okay. Um, my God. Oh, did you not? No, I did. I knew he had some wives. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh, he cut off all their heads," which isn't true. Only, only two of them. Yeah. But only. I mean, yeah, only two of them, and one of them. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, what was iconic? So, what the certain things that I think are really iconic. So first, the first wife, Catherine. So he obviously like wouldn't let her see her daughter. Mm-hmm. So her daughter was just like shunned. Oh. It's like a piece of shit. 
Because Anne Boleyn, right, sad she got her head cut off, was yeah. a fucking cunt. Was she? Yeah, really. She was, like, completely, like... So, basically, what happened was the whole annulment period mm-hmm. was obviously very complicated. And, you know, people that know about history will realise, you know, led to, like, the British being involved in the Reformation and all that shit. Oh, you know, very big times. So that process took a long time. So trying to get that marriage sorted out. So there was a quite a long period where Anne Boleyn mm. was about, I think it was like five years and Catherine was still about two. Right. And they had to sort of pretend to be okay with each other in public. Um, uh. And then when Catherine had to leave, mm-hmm. Anne basically treated her kid like shit and was just a fucking cunt, to be honest. Oh. And really like, really like, threw it in Catherine's face. Right, okay. Like, this is, I've taken your man, like, this is what's happening. Oh, some Ricky Lake shit. Yeah, pretty much. Can I ask? Yeah. It's not that I need to know this, Mm. but I have a friend who's called also Dave, who Mm. listens to the podcast. Got it. And he would quite appreciate just a little layman's term summing up of what the Reformation actually is. Okay. So, Reformation. So, Christianity complex, right? Never used to be as complex, was just Catholic. Mm -hmm. So Catholic was the dominant Christian religion until some little guy called Martin Luther was like, "Mm, wait a minute, I don't actually agree with what these people are doing. The black guy? So I think Martin Luther King Jr. dad was originally named after him. That's where the line of names come from. It's like someone in Martin Luther King Jr.'s family was named after this ah. like German monk guy. So he basically, he was like, you know, because the Catholic Church was like just a big, huge business. Like you could get a thing where you could pay, you could pay money and they would give you a, a bit of paper that basically said all your sins were absolved. So like, and that was just it. So it was, it was iconic. But anyway, so he was like, man, this is, doesn't seem legit. I'm going to like change shit. He started to change this. So, and it de- out of that developed the Protestant religion. So, pro- Protestant comes from protest. Or protest in the Catholics. Yeah, but, See. so he, like, translated the Bible, because the Bible was only in Latin, so only, like, clergy and, like, you know, like, mm. kings or whatever could read, people that could speak Latin. Mm-hmm. So, educated people at the time. He, like, translated into German and then French and then English. So, it kind of made it accessible to the people. Okay. But, Obviously, along with giving people kind of that accessibility, everyone started to have their own interpretation of what religion was. Mm-hmm. So then out of that became like... Scientology. <laughs> Lutherans and this and that. And it became this huge big thing. I think Lutheran was his original thing, but then it split into like millions of different versions. And then obviously everyone just started fighting over it. Yeah. So like... This fighting lasted for a really long time. It was really horribly bloody. And some do say that the Reformation is actually what created, what caused capitalism to form. Okay. So, so the yeah. Reformation plus the end of feudalism equals capitalism. Pretty much, yeah. All right. So, yeah, this was obviously in Europe. Britain had kind of largely stayed out of it until Henry VIII, who, by the way, was a massively devout Catholic. And so were all the royal family. Mm-hmm. And so was original Catherine. And she was really devout. She was like Spanish, really, really, really devout. Anyway, so he started to be like, hmm, what's all this that I hear? And he had some like evil monk guy on his side. Like Rasputin. Kind, no, no. Not I'm, as learning, iconic I'm as, learning a lot about history today. Not as iconic as Rasputin. I'm almost thinking, you know, like the guy in Lord of the Rings that like kind of looked 
like an old crow. Oh, master, you must yeah, not, that, not listen to the heroes, master. They're coming for your rubies. That sort that of guy, sort yeah. type of guy. And he was all like, mm, if you do this, we could do this. And basically it just meant going against the Pope, which the Pope at that time was like mm-hmm. the daddy. He was like in charge of everything. Okay. So this was like a huge deal. And what's so iconic about it is literally Henry VIII was not doing this for anything more than he wanted. I wanted my divorce. Right, okay. Because he contacted the Pope at first and the Pope was like, uh, this didn't seem a problem that she was your brother's wife. And there's the whole thing, that did they or did they not fuck before the brother died? Because right. they, they got married when they were like 16 or something. And yeah, because you know, she was, was she not older and he was quite young? I think he was like 18, she was like 18, She he was 16. I think there was yeah. a few years apart. But okay. like, yeah, sad for him, he died. Because you know, back in the day, I think one of, one of the places I saw, I think someone thought he might have had testicular cancer. Oh, really? Yeah, anyway... But yeah, so he died. But it was like, oh, did they or didn't they fuck? Oh, who knows? But then Henry wanted to marry her. He was like, no, I want to marry her. Okay. Because clearly he like had a bit of a thing for her. So it was all good and fine for like 20 odd years. No one really brought up the whole brother fucking thing until until he wants a divorce. And then he's like contacting the Pope. He's like, hey, Pope, I don't think this is legit. Like she fucked my brother. And the Pope's like, what are you talking about? This was fine up and get out here. Yeah, right. Okay, so so basically what you're saying is Henry VIII invented Protestantism so we can get a divorce. Yeah. Okay. In Britain, obviously, and he didn't create the Reformation. The Reformation had been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, into Britain, and the fact that now, that again, this is huge wars in Britain between whether the, 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 the royalty would be Protestant or Catholic. Okay. Um, like this went on for years and years, like huge uprisings and like the the, the blood on this one situation is ridiculous. Mm. And again, the rest of Europe were fighting for more, I guess, like moralistic reasons. But mm. no, really, ultimately, Henry brought all this, just being like, yeah, I just want a divorce. And this fucking guy won't give me a divorce, so fuck his religion. Hot take. From the perspective of Anne Boleyn, <laughs> for a small moment in time... Pretty romantic. Well, restructuring your religion just, really to, just to get together. Was That's feeling cute. Her, she was really like, 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 really feeling her oats. Mm. Like, she was like, this guy, like, loves me. And she was kind of clever. She, like, knew how to seduce a man. She held out for a long time. Mm. Like, I'm not going to fuck you until you give me that ring. So he was like, oh, God, okay, fine. But then, you know, typical case, although Anne, I think, was a bit of a dick, typical case of. He wanted her all spunky and feisty, but mm. then once she was his wife, she wasn't meant to be like that anymore. Yeah, you're supposed to become subservient. Yeah, and, and she was quiet. just supposed to fucking shout out. And then she was really cunty. Shout to out fucking what? Finish that thought. Shout out babies, right, male babies. She was really cunty to Catherine about her babies, being mm. like, oh yeah, you just have like. Ah, she set expectations. Yeah, like, she oh, did. Oh, well, you haven't had any boy babies? I had four before breakfast. Yeah, pretty much. Right, got you. But then obviously she started to be plagued with. Lady babies. A lady baby. And like trouble like, giving birth, like miscarriages and stuff like that. Yes. Oh, should we have done a trigger warning for that? We'll record it at the end and put it at the start of the podcast. Okay. Um. Yeah. Um. But yeah, because of course, it, it, oh, oh God, I just feel so bad for these women. So one more quick question before we get off the Reformation. Uh. I need your first answer. Don't think about it. Just give okay. me an answer. Okay. Catholics and Protestants, who are the baddies and who are the goodies? Well, I went to Catholic school, so, uh, I mean, 
part of me feels unjust like that that persecution would have been on me so I, I'm like on the Catholic side okay so trick question <laughs> didn't, didn't need to answer that quite partisan um, like hot takes we, we, want, we needed more hot takes we want some abuse online so there we got it well, whose side are you on? Um, I mean it's hard I want to say Protestant just to argue with you but That's I much fine. prefer the Catholics why? Um, I don't know something 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 IRA um, let's move. Let's move past that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, oh, and he was such a dick. Yeah, he, I can't believe. Like, honestly, I was just like well, reading through is, like the, the particulars of his relationship, and and I know that um, you know you were like to, you were getting me in trouble. Like, oh, I hope that the letter that this guy's written and is historically accurate, even though he wrote it at the time, so he'd know what was history. Lisa, uh, mm-hmm. um, you were saying like, I hope it's historically accurate. A lot of the things in that letter were, you know. Maybe embellishments of historical accuracies. Like that poor lady, what was her name? The the second Anne. Anne, Anne of Cleves. Anne of Anne Cleves, Cleves. Yeah. Right, you know what the best part is? No, I'm sure it's is it Anne of Cleves is the German one. Yes. Right, do you know what the best part about that is? What? The ultimate best part. So basically, you know, it's a lot of time marriages back in the day, and even now I guess, it's about power mm. and you know like you can't really just break that shit off because that could lead to wars or vulnerability for your country or whatever but you know what the best part is about this now this is so fucking cruel so poor old fucking Anne right mm. has no idea what's happening right Henry like comes in in disguise before he sees her okay and then like sees her and is like oh I don't like her fucking ample bosom or whatever the fuck he described it as because he liked them like small and virginal I think it is because she was quite a, quite a strapping lass, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, strapping. Which you know? I think is a look. Oh, yeah, totally. And it, like, yeah, so she he was just like, oh, she's disgusting because you're a fucking oil painting. So Henry, I read. Can I just clarify this? I yeah. read that um, because of a jousting accident, he had like neurological damage, and that's why he was obese. Because that's the thing. Towards the end of his life, he was like proper, like functionally, like like huge. Well, yeah, because I think because he wasn't meant to joust, and I think he like put on someone else's gear and joust, uh. and he got like knocked on his ass because he was a fucking loser. But anyway, <laughs> loser. so old fucking Anne of Cleves, mm-hmm. yeah. So she's like none, none, none the wiser, right? That she's just like, oh, I'm getting married to a really powerful king, right? Mm-hmm. And he's really nice to her in public. So they see each other in these little public dinners where other people are there. Mm. He's really nice to her. So she's thinking like, oh, I'm in a new country. Doesn't speak English. Doesn't really understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. So she thinks everything's going great. Meanwhile, the whole time he's like, got to get this fucking bitch out of here. <laughs> no. Right? And then, do you know Man. how he manages to set it up? He managed, they managed to do a deal. Uh-huh. Where she becomes his fucking sister. That's right, she was called the king's sister, right? Yeah, because so they're like, uh, turns out he hates you. Keep in mind, for the, like this process went on for a long time and she is just not aware. If you're in this fucking strange country, like the German royal family were like, it was really different mm. to like the English. So like, she had no idea about anything. Mm. She's just thinking everything's fucking fine. He's like, and then he's like, nah, we're not going to get married because he hates you. But you can be a sister. Here's some money and a house. So I actually heard from Wikipedia, which is where I do, you know, all my research. I'm a real real academic. Um, I heard that she basically was just like, yeah, okay. And and 
because she didn't because she didn't force it she actually ended up with like a pretty baller house and a ton of money well, and it yeah, was actually pretty to, and then yeah, she be, outlived everyone else involved honest, in this well, sordid tale well look let's face it after the first couple of wives yeah. the later wives kind of knew the fucking deal and knew maybe like maybe kind of fighting this isn't the best thing to do because yeah, I, mean, she, I might yeah, get I mean, my fucking head cut To be honest, like, yeah, you're in a situation where you can, you're like... I think she was just like, wisely. over it. I'm like, whatever, over it. And she got a nice house, nice service. But then I think when he died, she was just kind of like left fucked. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a shame. But, you know, of the situation could have been way worse. Mm. Like, I mean, fuck. He could have done anything. Chopped her head right off. I didn't. He like, gave her a lovely house, and she had a pretty decent innings, as far as I'm as I'm aware. I know, but still, what a horrible thing to put someone through. So why did why did Anne Boleyn get her head chopped off? Tell me more about that. I mean, now I don't really remember. So there was accusations. Of the witchcraft. accusations are mental. The accusations yeah. were that she like fucked incest, her brother and everything. Yeah, incest, adultery, uh, high treason. Not sure what, how you should do that one, and witchcraft. But I don't know if witchcraft was an official thing or if it was just a, a murmuring about it. I think the witchcraft thing is probably just like, you know, she like... A little embellishment on the end, just to fucking add fuel to the fire, basically. What are you no, doing? I'm looking, now I'm looking to see why she died. Okay. Have a look. Oh, put in the Tower of London. Iconic. Oh, the Tower of London. That's the, you'll have to go there soon. I know, for all the shit I said about the Queen. Yeah. I would love it. It would be pretty iconic. You could like break out of your prison and like wear the jewels because for some reason jewels are in the Tower of London as well, right? The crown jewels are there too. Ah, so he was courting someone else, old Jane Seymour. So that was basically it. Plus, I think she was just a bit of a mouthy bitch that she, he did not enjoy because you know, like when they're dating and stuff, she was all like fun and spunky. But now, as a wife, she needs to shut her fucking mouth. Now that is something as. Um, isn't that the fucking oldest a, story in the world? A lady of, of uh, strong opinions. You have, in your life, been kind of fetishised for that. Um, and oh, then wildly, yeah. You're, you're kind of like a manic pixie dream bitch. I mean, that's the thing. It's so funny, though, because a lot of men, or people in general, do really like a really mouthy person. Mm-hmm. Up until a point, though, you like have an expiration date. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's just like, you know, old men will headbutt me or something. For her, she got her fucking head cut off. Right. Head related, though. All head related. All head related. That's true. That's true. I mean, Berbatov's got a fucking hot take on it. Yeah, His cause... take is meow. As um, always. As yeah, I, I just... Hen- he's, so, so, he's so spectacularly so, so, uh, such an asshole. Yeah. Like, just in every way. And he had, like, boils all over him and everything. Yeah, he was not in a good shape. No. He was not a handsome man. Like, when you when when you look at your medieval paintings that you've had commissioned by the pure head painter... Can't they, and like, you're still that? ugly as shit. That's when you know it's bad. Apparently he was quite handsome when he was young. Well, I mean... I didn't last at it. I was handsome when I'm young. And look at me now. I look like a fucking melted slug. I don't see that. I don't think he would be handsome. Really? Yeah, did I have a very strong beard? Not a lot of testosterone in there. Well, let's face it. You know, not known for his virility, was he? No. I it, Honestly, just, isn't it so fucking mental, I think? And I talk to you about this all the time. Like, if we were in any other type of... You know when you... Like, you know when you talk about, like, there's different films in different time periods? Like, if you, as a woman, go back... Just like if you were... 
any person of colour that is not white. <laughs> if you go back to any different time period, you're just in such a shit situation. I mean, we did say at the start that he would have burned you as a witch. Yeah, no one. It's completely, completely. I would have been burned as a witch, or my head chopped off. I mean, I thought about burning you as a witch a few times. That's just fair, fair. I mean, any other iconic Henry the Eighth stories? Since I, actually, I mean, I literally know nothing about him. No. That, yeah, What's your stories? opinion to him? What would your advice be? To big Henry. Um, I mean, good God. The the entitlement like, that's the thing, entitlement is obviously not anything that is particularly new. Um I can see why it's hard to get rid of because it's so kind of baked and inherent to like centuries of hegemonic patriarchal dominance over the kind of majority of cultures in the world. But the cruelty behind all these things and the way he just sort of like picked up and put down women like they were actual toys mm. is 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 really gross but is it that different like he is the king he had the power to do anything like give any man mm. the power to I don't know like stop time you know what the fucking first thing he's going to do is mm. rob a bank obviously <laughs> <laughs> no um, like it's the thing, this is the problem, like, as a man, like, I do know that, like, again, I also, I feel like I have to qualify this in case people haven't listened to any other episodes of the podcast, and I come across, like, one of those guys that's like, yeah, I'm actually, like, really uh, woke and, like, a great ally, guys. Like, I uh, try to be a good ally, good feminist ally. Um, I try, not just feminist, obviously, but, to, you know, to everyone in the world. I try to be a very inclusive person. But, no, I grew up white middle class reasonably privileged straight man and there is a hundred percent built into you through media and through culture and language and behavior and even school and clothing and anything you can think of there's this built-in thing that does give you this what you think is like a right to a woman's body Mm. and it's not even enough for me to to recognize that Oh, I'm I'm doing that thing. It, you have to kind of. There's more to it than that. You have to like question it on a more kind of metaphysical level because mm. just because you know you're being an asshole doesn't stop you from being an asshole in the first place. And it's really hard to get that kind of baked in. But not prejudice isn't the right word, I guess. But that baked in kind of like superi- superiority and entitlement that you feel mm. out. Um, and a lot of the time, it's just a case of. Uh, because you can't, you almost have, I think you, if guy, if there's a, a guy listening to this, right? Mm. Sorry, am I talking too long? No, no. If there's a guy listening to this and you can, and, and what I'm saying is resonating with you and I'm stumbling over it because it's a hard thing to talk about and I don't want to put, you know, a foot wrong or whatever here, mm. but um, if you're listening to this as a guy and you can resonate with what I'm saying, um, talk about it with other men because talk, it's like, to me, it's like robbing someone's house and then going back to be like, actually, I feel really bad about that um, because I really needed it because I lost my job and I was really hungry. I feel super bad about stealing from you. Like, this isn't a conversation that you should have with women. Like, don't be like, hey, so I um, 
I actually felt really entitled to your body earlier, but I just realised that it was super bad of me to do that because I'm a really good ally. So I've come to apologise and uh, you should actually comfort me. Like you, They don't owe you the emotional labour of listening to or talking about that. So it's something that you need to do a little bit on your own or with other guys and you know, obviously test the waters first because a lot of men are not receptive to admitting their privilege, uh, let alone actually kind of actively trying to talk it out how they would fix it. So uh, in conclusion, I don't really know where I'm going with this. I felt a lot of pressure to say something profound <laughs> and I don't think I've done a very good job of it here. Um, so I think we should probably ask Lisa how she's feeling at this moment Um, why were you so nervous? I don't know well I think it's a really difficult thing because see ultimately we're talking about that sort of toxic masculinity or whatever we want to call it is it is about we have to completely break down how gender is viewed in the world Mm. and I mean if we're only talking about how women are viewed we have to like recontextualize women mm. in general. You know, when you think about it, is it no wonder that men can see women as objects for them to own when they can soon to be buy fucking sex dolls that mm. f- fucking act like women and seem like real women? Right. How does that not tell them that we're products to be sold? I and I don't necessarily have a problem with like. You get male sex dolls. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with like sex workers or anything like that. It, it, what I'm, what I have a problem with is, it's so different a woman buying a male sex doll, yeah, and a man buying it. Well, because a lot of men that are doing it are buying it angrily in order Completely. to replace women because the sex doll can't talk back to you. Yeah, that and that's the difference, and it's. It is about we need to kind of completely recontextualise mm. women and all gender and how do we even go about doing something like that? We need a complete shift in how society is. Do you know actually something that now that the pressure's on... Oh, sorry, I did a drop. I don't know how loud that was, so sorry. Um, this has come to me, you now the pressure's off a little bit. I know a lot of guys and... Um, who've kind of gotten into relationships over the years with a series of who I'm going to, you know, uh, as respectfully as possible refer to as trophy wives. Not that these women, uh, you know, weren't kind of like sentient, independent beings with their own kind of hopes and feelings and dreams and stuff, but they, that's not why they were kind of desired. Mm. They're desired as a means of showing off. And it reminded me a lot of Henry VIII. He kind of was like, oh, I'll get this. I'll, I've fetishised or, or fantasised this I- ideal form of woman where I'm going to be like, oh, this is the one I want. I've got my older woman. I've got my big uh, fucking Protestant reformist woman. I've got the pure sassy one. I've got the quiet one who's going to birth me a child. Blah, blah, blah. blah. I've got the young... I'm, I'm an old man. I'm going to go for a young woman. They went through all these different things. And I see a lot of guys doing that. But in order to, to get around that, what you need to do first is open and and you know, be honest with yourself because you're probably not doing this just now open your mind to the concept of knowing and respecting a woman on equal terms mm. not just not just you know like someone you don't fancy or like just a human being find another female human being and be like what do i have in common with this person what shared values do we have um, do, do we connect on like a kind of mental or spiritual level and see them genuinely as an equal and then try to apply that to every woman you come well, across. But I think with the problem with a Human lot of first, men, sex object, way down the line. I think with a lot of men though, particularly someone like Henry VIII, 
he's trying to like fix things with him within his life mm-hmm. with a person. You know, like I'm not having this baby, so I'm gonna change the woman. I'm I'm maybe feeling old, I'm maybe feeling not as fun, yeah. or all these different things. He's just trying to fix like jam another person into but ultimately that's never gonna fix anything. No, good no. And I think that a lot of men, perhaps because men don't talk about their feelings as well, and, and they don't kind of work through their issues. You know, women generally are much better at that because we generally talk to each other about things like that. Yeah. And I think sometimes, with the case with a lot of men, that they are looking for their partners to sort of fix them, mm-hmm. or be the sort of glue that fixes them and holds them together. But that will never work like that. God, no. Because... A relationship can't stand that sort of pressure. You can be supported by your partner, but you can't be completely fixed by one. No. If you were that broken in the, to begin with, you know what I mean? Like, because then what is the relationship based on? It's based on, you might as well just go pay a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so I think a lot of men are trying to have women that fix them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's true. Definitely um, true. I think it's funny because they, I think, like, a lot of men, like, think what they desire is like looks or status or youth or something like that but ultimately what it comes it goes from being like yeah you're like my possession and my price to be like oh tell me how to be a good boy mummy mm. goes to that really quickly mm-hmm. and that's kind of sad and you know again I, I say this like in a kind of like scathing way but you know I've been guilty of that in the past I think a lot less as I've got older and got more self-aware yeah. but it is a thing that happens. So what? But I think Henry VIII is something that people, all guys could gonna learn from. Yeah, read about Henry VIII. Like if you if you read Henry VIII's story and think, wow, he seems like an asshole, then take a fucking look in the mirror, buddy, mm-hmm. because this is a man with the most power at a time where no one would even second guess you treating women that badly, and he didn't behave that much differently from the way a lot of men do behave in the here yeah, now. Like your pure Tristan Thompson or whatever his name is. I don't know who that is. Is that Chloe's boyfriend, Chloe Kardashian? Oh, I see. It's the some of the the. the, the I mean, the come on to cheat that... cheat on someone with they're like days away from giving you give giving birth to your baby. That is fucking ice cold. It's, uh, yep, definitely, definitely wouldn't do that myself. Right, ice cold. Yeah. Right. Next problem. So I was done with that one. We're yeah. wrapping that up. What's what's the final advice? Sum it up. I mean. Henry, I'm so glad you're fucking dead. Oh no, sorry, no, he, sorry, he doesn't want to hear your opinion because you are a woman. Yeah, and I'm gonna come for you. I'm gonna fucking cut your big fat face off. You can say that because we're fat. It's okay for us to say that. Yeah, I can say that because we are fat. But yeah, I wasn't I'm, calling you fat there. I don't care. Okay. Um. Yeah, I will fucking come to your room and cut your fucking wigs up. I know. You bet you've got a nice sort of powdered court wigs. You big. Fucking! I'll kick you right in your fucking cod piece. Yeah, you fucking. Your fucking syphilis. Is it what is it syphilis? Syphilis or something like that. Yeah. Although apparently the scientists have actually said that it wasn't syphilis. It was actually something. Blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. some huge. No, he, he had fucking. He invented syphilis. the pure huge cod piece because he had such a fucking. He invented the huge cod piece because he had does, such a monster hog. No, it's because he was all does, diseased, diseased, <laughs> diseased. Yeah. So uh, Henry, wash your dick, and uh, you know. Uh, keep sleep with one eye open. I hope when he died, all his like maids of people around him were just like <laughs> <laughs> pointing at his big stupid face, like, oh no, I'm dying. Yeah, you are dying. Oh, big rosy cheeked boy. I'm over. I'm over here just now. <laughs>
Give me a little second, please. He's getting so paranoid that the computer's not recording. I know, that would be such a nightmare. Yeah, just, why isn't that going on? Press the button. Which one? The on the mouse. See? It's recording. We're okay. We're okay. It's fine. It's fine. I hate it's when you get slightly guys. paranoid about He always does that and it makes me all paranoid. Yeah, but I then I try to do it like a natural kind of segue in the Got podcast. We're finished talking about something. So do the next right. problem. Okay, next problem is a reader submission. So no Ooh, wacky okay. music for this. Okay, you ready? Okay. <clears throat> okay, excuse me. Hello, Mona Lisa and Dave. I am an 18-year-old girl from Denmark. I've been thinking a little about kids lately. Not because it's something I'm thinking of having, but because I have a dilemma. I suffer from Tourette's syndrome, a neurological disorder that causes vocal and motor tics. Both my brother and my dad have it as well, but not as bad as me. They are not challenged by it anyway. My Tourette's causes me to make sounds now and again, and it makes me tense up in my muscles and in the back of my neck, my stomach, as well as moving my ears and blinking so hard that sometimes I can't walk because I can't see. My muscle tension causes me to have constant pain and some days it's so bad that I can't even go to school. I also have what I call TS attacks where multiple ticks hit me at the same time so badly that I can't control it in any way and I just have to wait until it passes without any control of my own body. When they finally stop, I break down crying from frustration and the shock of my body fighting against me. Now, my dilemma is that I don't feel like I have anyone to talk to about it. There is sadly a big risk that if I have my own child, they will have it as well. And I would hate bringing that on someone. When I try to talk to my mum, she just says that I'm being ridiculous and I shouldn't worry because I of course would want kids. My dad and brother do not have it so severely, so I can't talk to them because they basically don't understand how frustrating it actually is. My friends want to help me with this dilemma, but can't because they don't have an idea of how it feels. I really hope you can help me with what I should do to get rid of these worries and frustrations. Sincerely, Amanda. Oh, Amanda. I know, that's a really horrible situation to be in. And Tourette's is a really, is a really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And I know there's such a, a huge variation of, of Tourette's. And yeah. I know that different people have it, suffer from it so differently. Yeah. But it's such a hard thing. Mm-hmm. And it, the muscle spasms sound awful. Yeah, I think like the kind of verbal and tics and stuff is what people associate with Oh, I think that's actually like a bit more unusual. But I know this is nothing the same, but like with, I have really bad anxiety and I get really bad muscle, nothing I'm sure compared to what you're dealing with. And I get really bad problems with like muscle tension, mm-hmm. especially in my neck. And there's been times when I've, I mean, you remember that time when I had this yeah, weird like thing? Yeah, like your neck went into spasm for basically a full day. And I couldn't move it. I couldn't move it. And I, like any time, remember I had to go to the toilet and I like, cried. It yeah. was so painful. And I could not, I, I, I couldn't imagine dealing with that day mm. in, day out. It, it, and people don't realise sometimes it's the strangest things that can really wear you down. Yeah. You know, I have one of my friends is, is has a lot of health problems, mm. and it'll be the kind of oddest thing that they maybe doesn't seem like the most severe thing, is the thing that sort of gets to her day to day. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> I think um, you're in a really tricky situation because you know you're you're 18, and people, you know, I don't know whether like you were thinking about kids or people were talking to you about kids. 
I think, like, obviously, like, you're kind of at that stage in your life where you're kind of staking your claim in the world. Mm. You're establishing, like, you're kind of, you're self-actualizing. You're establishing your identity and the kind of way the world are and what your values are and what you believe in. And that, your your Tourette's is, is very clearly at the moment like an albatross around your neck a little bit. Um, it's something that you're struggling to kind of reconcile with what, m- maybe what you imagined your life could to be like or or could be like um and that's a really tricky situation to be in i mean i think people around you including your family need to acknowledge it because yeah. it doesn't define you no but it is a part of you absolutely uh, like you can't walk away from it and of course there's many there is many other elements to you but Tourette's plays a part i mean just to put a little point in there Here's the tea with the baby thing. To be honest, as a woman, everyone will have an opinion mm-hmm. on whether you have Tourette's or not. Everyone will have an opinion on whether you should have a baby. Yeah. You shouldn't have a baby. You should... Blah, blah. I still hear, oh, you'll change your mind when you're older. Like, bitch, how much older am I going to get? What? I mean, not that I am old. I'm only 26. Lisa's been 26 for the last how many years? <laughs> and she's... At 26, still doesn't want to have a baby. Yet. Let's face it. I have a twin sister... She has a two-year-old, so that I'm in an, I'm definitely a sensible age to have children. Yeah, and people still just do not even consider my my own feelings yeah. and my own opinions about that. Yeah, people have a tendency to just dismiss you, especially when you're young. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that for your mum to kind of not hear you out about that, it yeah. is a little dismissive. You need to you need to be able to kind of air your feelings about it. Um, publicly and work through them outside your own head. That's a huge thing for me, is, is to not mm. work things out in your own head. That's a really hard That's place such a burden to, carry. to reconcile. Yeah, totally. Like, you need to be able to have people to bounce these ideas off of. Personally, from what I understand about the situation, right, like you said, you know, your dad and brother don't have it as severely as you do. Now, you, there's no guarantee if you have a baby, it's going to have syndrome. And if it does, there's no guarantee that the ticks are going to be the same or as severe mm-hmm. as you. Ultimately, it's your decision to make. It's your body, your rules, your baby. I and think the, the hard thing... Sorry to cut you off there. That's okay. I think the hard thing with Tourette's is, though, there is so little, like, fact about... Yeah. Fact. I don't know there's the plenty of facts, but they're not but, very yeah, available like, for They still people. don't know if there's if it's genetic, if it's yeah. environmental, if it's a combination of all these mm. things. Like, this is the thing. They, no one can give you a straight answer. Like, if you have kids, will it will it have to rest? Will it yeah. not? And that's a really scary question mark. Mm-hmm. And I think that, of course, the kid thing will be on your mind. But I think one of the things that I would say is that I think you need to kind of try and come to terms with your Tourette's mm-hmm. as and in, in terms of how it affects your identity. Yeah. Because I think, as I said, one of my friends has got quite serious health problems. And part of that, her coming to kind of terms with a lot of that, was sort of understanding that this was now part of her mm. and that this affects her life and trying to see it and not in a positive way because I think sometimes they're always like oh just be positive and it's yeah, like it's like, hard you, to be positive you know? about something that makes Com- you have to stop when you're walking and close your eyes like, and, and not be able so to it's so easy to someone to say oh just be positive yeah. when they don't have to fucking walk a mile and yeah because that's going to suck shoots. that's going to suck for you a lot of the time completely completely and I think part of it I think 
even before you consider a a decision about having children, is you kind of dealing with how that affects you, for you to almost come to terms with it. Yeah. And I think even coming to terms with it is something that you probably will never completely do. No. Like, how do you fully accept something that fucking affects your life Mm. constantly? Totally. Maybe you never will. But I think part of dealing with anything like that, it's not going to go away. Yeah. I would... Can I just interject here? So... The big problem, I think, is you, you describe the situation around you like your dad and brother aren't affected as severely and they can't understand. And that's completely true because uh, m- most human beings, apart from the rare empathetic people, uh, like Mona Lisa over here, this is why she is my spiritual mentor, um, very empathetic, but most people aren't. Most people could only conceive of things within their sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. And for your dad and brother, despite the fact they might see um, your syndrome manifesting itself differently to theirs, they could only be like, well, I manage, so she should be able to manage. So mm-hmm. if you don't have, like, if your friends want to help but can't understand, if your family want to help but can't understand, you might need to go on a bit of a journey of looking for a community or understanding elsewhere. And it sounds so hokey to say that. It cool. sounds so lame to say, join a support group. And I'm not just like fobbing you off with join a support group, but join a support group. Um, it's not something that I'm saying like go out tomorrow and find one. You could spend like a good portion of your life looking for the right environment, the right group of people. You can make yourself vulnerable asking for help from people who might not actually respond well, who might make you feel worse about yourself. But it's a journey that's worth going on because it's, like I said earlier, it's so important to speak out loud and express your feelings about who you are and where your disease is within this actualized self that you're working towards. And you can't do that to people who don't understand, and you can't do that by just going over it in your own head. So I think even if looking, looking online, like I, when I, like I put my hands up, I looked into this a little bit because I was worried about giving you bad advice or the wrong advice. And I do find a lot of places online where people can talk about their TS and, and how it affects them, how it affects their life. And they talk about the, the kid thing as well. Mm. And the thing is, with a kid, it's your decision. It might happen. You, you look. If your parents hadn't taken the risk, you wouldn't have been born. Your brother wouldn't have been born. You're here, which is good. It's a good thing that you're here. But if you really, really don't want to take that risk, there are other options. Adoption, for example. But I think with that, mm-hmm. I think see with the kid discussion. Yeah. I think the important thing here is. I mean, you're still very young. Mm-hmm. I think the important thing here is. See, when you're dealing with anything mm-hmm. that's kind of out with your control, like like an illness or like, you know, a mental health issue or anything like that, everyone kind of needs all cards on the table. Yeah. And that means you have to have some tough conversations sometimes. Mm-hmm. And your mum's kind of response, no, I'm not coming for your mum here, but like your mum's kind of response of just like, of course you do, you see, that kind of dismissive way is not what you need. Now, you may... Go on to have your kids, whether it has Tourette's or not, and live a healthy, happy life, mm-hmm. you know. Or you may want to have this discussion and not have your own kid. But you need to be able to have those discussions. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference, I think. Part of this isn't even about deciding anything, because mm-hmm. it may take you years to decide this. I think it's just you need the ability to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. You need that support. 
you know, and I think it would be good if you sat your mum and your brother and your dad down and tried to explain how difficult this is for you. Because mm. maybe they just don't understand. Totally. And there are probably, through some... There may be even charities or anything that could help you kind of me- mediate a discussion between you guys. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of like charities and stuff do that. Um, because that's really an important thing to me here is that I think it's not even about that decision. It is about just being able to have those tough conversations. Mm-hmm. Totally. You need to be able to say all this. You can't, because let's face it, you're thinking it. You're thinking this threat is, 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 is giving me all this this, all these tears, all this sadness, all mm. of this. Well, Why not. would I bring my own child to suffer the same? Mm-hmm. Look, putting it out there, that's exactly what you're thinking, right? You need to be able to say that in a safe environment yeah. without any judgment. Totally. Completely. And that's, that's what you need. And I think that would take the burden off hugely. Mm. Because Tourette's is such a kind of, out there condition in a way you know there's no hiding it well quite literally there's no hiding it mm. so it needs to be kind of all cards on the table That's absolutely. about every subject including totally. those things including those difficult things yeah. and to just say oh of course you would is, isn't hearing isn't hearing you and it isn't understanding the situation for mm. what it is mm-hmm. because let's face it not everyone wants kids and not everyone has their own kids that you know I'm a complete supporter and people adopting kids it's such a, 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 an important thing to do in the world. You know, why Why wouldn't that be an option? Totally. Yeah. Yeah? Sorry, I felt like I just talked for a really long no, time. No, you talked, I was, I was giving you some space to talk because oh, okay. you, were, you were on a good tangent there and I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, the last thing that I would suggest, and you can take or leave this point, it doesn't, I might just sound like an absolute crackpot here. Don't keep, keep your, keep your mind open to holistic treatments and remedies and things like that uh, I ha- just, it just so happens randomly that I read an article a couple of weeks ago about how effective CBD oil was for treating the kind of um, not oh you read a doctor itself. you read an article so now you're a doctor L- now yeah I am a doctor telling some I tra- am, girl yeah, with Tourette's uh, about me, Tourette's I have a podcast and I've read an article <laughs> I think that makes me a qualified doctor <laughs> that is true um, I am a doctor now so take your medicine no seriously um, I read it and I have had a lot of success and failures, but mostly success in my life and my health, treating things down a more kind of holistic, away from traditional medicine route. And I think like balance in traditional medicine and Eastern medicine, holistic medicine, things that you may not actually expect to be to be kind of um, useful. Oh, it's wildly, it's, totally. So I would, as well as, I mean, you're still probably at a point where, like I said, you're coming to terms with the existence of your syndrome in your life. You're still trying to separate who you are from that. Um, mm. that's a bit of a journey but look for alternatives I mean Speak I would say about yeah it. about your your muscle tension yeah. I hope you're getting acupuncture for that yeah exactly because as I said my friend with her health Rachel I'm going to name yeah. check her she won't mind me talking about this she had at some one point developed a nerve condition yes and it, basically it was like her nerves were like on fire yeah, the most extreme pain extreme condition. pain you can kind of have and, you know, of course, doctors will throw things like extreme painkillers at you, opiates at you. And it's just ultimately one of the best treatments for her was acupuncture. Exactly. And, you know. 
So yeah, so I think that's a good point. But let's not tell her how to treat her. Own no, daughter. I'm not telling. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> suggesting that there is. There, I don't know to what extent you have looked into this or not. I don't know if you are interested. That's why I said disregard this if you want to. But I would just keep an open mind and hopefully, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, gonna say and something? it goes without saying. I don't want to be like you should hit therapy, but like I think having a group or a therapist to talk to about when you're dealing with any sort of health condition is really important. Big therapy advocates here. We Completely. Love because see what you were saying earlier? Yeah. That is the tea. People act like they're very, very sympathetic and empathetic. Yeah. But generally, they're not. They just are like... They can only see things from their perspective. So they just... And no matter what's wrong with you, you know, people... And that can be very, very difficult when you're dealing with something that makes your life much more difficult than most people's. The 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 correct sort of level of empathy that you actually deserve, a lot of the time you won't get from people because people tend to be fucking assholes. Exactly. So if you could speak to someone to just kind of vent about this, this is a very difficult situation that you're living in, mm-hmm. you know? And to when anyone's dealing with any sort of health condition, that feeling of being the other and dealing with something that people don't really understand, it, you just need to get all that out of your head. Hell yeah. I hope that helps. I hope that helps too. I'm sorry if it was a bit rambly. We are a bit worried about giving you the wrong advice, I guess. I don't want to say something that's like hurtful to you because it's already a difficult situation. I don't want to come across as insensitive. But yeah. also, you should definitely listen to us because we are geniuses and amazing. <laughs> And if you want to get back in touch, then drop us another email. Yeah, that's right. You totally can do that. Also, anyone else whose problem we've read out, please let us know what you thought of our advice. Yeah, and if you want to get back in touch to check in or whatever, like don't feel like that door's just closed just because you got yeah, in touch once. Exactly. And we would love to hear any updates. Totally. Update us because we can read them out and it'll be a good feel-good moment for everyone because <laughs> we've solved all the problems. That is true. That is true. Okay. You look at oh, my hair. My hair's weird, right? Your hair has gone cray-cray a little yeah, bit, no, yeah. I'm like, this is cray-cray. What year? It's like 2008. <laughs> I'm listening to Flo Rida. Oh, this, oh this, this, this beat is so cray-cray. <laughs> you all right over there? Should we, listen, should we do our last problem? <laughs> yes. Okay, this is, uh, this is a really stupid problem. You ready for this? Okay. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Both my husband and I went to University of Arizona and are still big fans of all the sports but my husband goes insane during basketball season. His lifelong best friend is a grad of Arizona State, and every time they come up with a crazy bet around tournament time, usually they are very vocal about it, but this year my husband was uncharacteristically quiet about it. I just found out why. Basically, my husband was so confident the cats were final four bound that his friend bet him a year's worth of beer that they either wouldn't make the tournament, and if they did, they'd be eliminated first round. My husband's side of the bet? If he lost, he had to transform himself into an insta-famous girl over the summer, and every time he's at the beach or a pool, he has to wear a thong, take selfies, and post them on Instagram with a cheesy inspirational quote. Well, the cats got crushed in the first round. Look, I get... Jokes are jokes, and I'm not a stick in the mud, I think you might be, but this is serious. These picks will be permanent, and could seriously not only impact him, but me and our potential future family. He says there's a guy code, and he made the bet and has to stick to it. I say this is ridiculous, and he needs to grow up. 
since I can't control his actions, what can I do or say here to convince him what an absolutely terrible idea this is? I mean, this is not a terrible idea. This is a great idea. He yeah. should 100% do it. Like, oh my God, pull the fucking stick out of your ass for a well, fucking second. I mean, for a full year, that's going to get old. Yeah, but how many times are you going to go to the beach or a pool? Just don't go swimming that often. Well, you you'll be fine. live in Arizona. It's fucking hot there. It's all deserts. Where's the pool? Where's the beach? Like, good point. Good point. Uh, do they Where's live the in Arizona? Is that right? Is that is Arizona desert? Let me just I'm not that up on my... I don't know. I'm making a lot of sweeping statements. Yeah, there, no, you're like, Arizona no. is a mountainous region just north of Poughkeepsie. No, I think it's a desert. Um, so let's have a look here. So they went, they went to the University of Arizona. Blah, 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 I don't know. Blah. There was a lot of terms there that just made me go to sleep, like talking about their universities, sports... Oh, I know. I mean, oh, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Husband is a douchebag. Oh, you know, I bet he's got like, I bet he like body paints the like the logo of the right. team on him, and he has like one of those hats with the beer cans in it. Totally. Also, I think he probably starches the fucking collar of his polo shirts up, and they're all like kind of like a pastel pink. Ah, and he wears like those kind of like chinos, chi- like White shorts chinos. with like boat shoes. Yeah, shorts, boat shoes. He's called Chad. He's got a tan and a seashell necklace and a pink oh. polo shirt with a collar Oh, up. he maybe just has a, like a leather necklace with like one seashell oh, on it or a shark's yeah. tooth. Oh, shark tooth, definitely shark yeah, tooth. Yeah, yeah, totally. I agree. Uh, I mean, look, he Fuck is... Fuck Chad. Yeah, Chad's yeah, an Chad. asshole. But you know what? You married Chad, so mm. you know what you're signing up for. Yeah. Chad is an immature dick. And, you know, it could be funny, but I bet Chad doesn't do it funny. I bet it's just really annoying. Yeah. And everyone in oh, the no, beach is just what? like, no. Do you know what? No, I bet he makes it really sexist. Yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, he'll do something dead sexist. I don't yeah, know. I don't know what that could be. In a, but he's wearing a thong. He'll do something. He'll write a, an Instagram caption that's like, "Ooh, I'm a, I'm a, a hoe and a thought or something. I've got a thick butt." I can't think of a sexist thing. Yeah, I used all the sexist things talking I, about Henry VIII. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't really think this is a problem to be like writing it on the internet. Yeah, but she's like, so you're she's, seeking she's help. Like, how can I change him? This is going to ruin our life. I mean, like, I think that she needs on. to... Re- so they sound like they're quite young in their relationship. Yeah. Oh, family on. or anything. Uh, we've got ages, and we can extrapolate from that. So she's 28, he's 28. Um, they went to the University of Arizona, which would mean they graduated like 22 or something. So they've been together for quite a while, I think. I mean, look, you're not changing someone. No. Like, you I get to deal it. with that forever. Like, I get it. Like, you know, men, up until a certain point in their life... We'll continue, and sometimes we'll just always just do stupid, immature, dumb guy things. Mm. They'll do bets and they'll like get drunk and go in a wheelie bin and tell a friend to push them down the stairs, or they'll do something stupid and reckless like they'll go swimming in a canal at night and like almost drown, or they'll fucking uh, pee in someone's house and get arrested for it. Men do weird, stupid things all the time. Pee and in their house? I meant in their garden, I said house. <laughs> So I was like, well, um, they're getting their bathroom? Is yeah, that an arrestable no, offence? Yeah, well... Uh, Do you mean, like, breaking in and well, just using someone's well, bathroom? Well, not be funny, but you said earlier on, if someone broke in here, you'd stab them, so... All right, if you break in here and you decide to use my bathroom, Chad's, I'll stab you up. Chad's coming for a Chad, pee. Chad, I'm fucking coming for Chad's you. Chad's going to come for a pee. I'm, I'm fucking night, stabbing Chad right up. The nighttime piddler. <laughs> That's Chad's serial killer name, but he's not a serial killer, he's a serial piddler. <laughs> I don't know. Help me. Um, <laughs> men do dumb, stupid shit all the time, and it is really annoying, but... 
Don't You'll be such a drama queen about time. it. Yeah, good I mean, God. oh God, Fuck you me. are such a fun sucker. What will I do? Our life will be ruined. What about our future family if they know that oh, daddy will uh, follow them into Instagram? Like, like you said, oh, because it's going to affect your fucking, your daughter, the new fucking president of America. Right. No, uh, no one will care because you're fucking nobodies. <laughs> like, well, that's the tea, right? Yeah, Stop yeah, acting no, like oh, you're pure God. Kim and Kanye and everyone gives a fuck about you. No one cares about Chad's fucking... Thong beach photos. He's probably got about fucking twenty four Instagram followers. Do you know anyway, what he's like? Yeah, for the pure laughs, for the fucking whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, just pure. I bet he does like bro shots and like beer bongs. Yeah, all that weird beer stuff. pong, Ugh. beer bongs and beer pong. I don't and know a bong, what the difference. A regular is. bongs. A beer bong, I think, is no beer pong is when you like you throw the ball in the, in the cup. And a beer bong. Who is wants like, to drink that after that gross balls been in it? Is a beer bong? I think is like a big pipe. That's got beer in it, but I could uh. be totally wrong about that. I don't really. Oh no, wait, no. It's probably just a bong that's full of beer, and you smoke the joint through the beer. No, that's definitely shut up. You sure? Yeah, that's definitely not it. Oh, I'm gonna have to Google this afterwards. Right, I don't care to be honest. And you talked about it for too long. That made me want to die. Like you're almost as bad as Chad now. Harsh. Yeah, harsh. <sighs> but yeah, I mean, <sighs> I feel like she's just really taking it too far. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, he'll probably won't keep up. Like, he won't do this past three months. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's it's like... Plus, he made the bet men need to take responsibility for their stupid actions. So he made the bet, let him clean up his own fucking mess. Don't now, mummy him. Curveball. curveball. If I'm Chad's friend and I see him phoning it in... You made a smart bet, to be I'm honest. I'm going to be fucking raging about it, though, because... Chad was a dick and was all like, my fucking team or whatever's going to win no, it. You're like sick of it. But no. Okay. It's, he, the guy, so Chad, if Chad lost, he had to wear a thong and do Instagram captions. Beer right? for ha, a year, ha, right? A year supply of beer. That's a do you know how the fucking financial endeavour that would that be? That would have been a fortune. What if yeah. Chad's a fucking mad alcoholic? What if he appeared these six cans a night? How's his friend, also called Chad somehow, how's, <laughs> how's he going to afford that? Chad too was going to be really financially yeah, affected Yeah, so I would be, that. I mean, I'd be up, I'd be, I would be, excuse me, I'm insuring. Because he would have, because I know Chad, I'd be, this is me speaking as Chad too. <laughs> Listen, I know Chad and he would have fucking cashed in that beer. That's true. And he would, he would have got his fucking dad involved because dad's a lawyer if I hadn't given him that beer. So he will wear that goddamn thong and he'll go to the beach three times a week. And the pool, twice. <laughs> what, so five times in a week? Five times five a week. Five occasions. You've got to get your money's worth. Five thong occasions seems harsh. What would you rather do? Pay for pay for beer for someone for a year or wear a thong at the beach five times a week? I mean, I'd rather do none of those things <laughs> and I will stab anyone up that tries to force me to do that. You're very stabby today. <laughs> so stabby. Why are you so stabby? I think stabby? it's because I was annoyed because I, I'm not got, I haven't got justice over that guy that, that mansplained my, how, to spell my own son, how to pronounce my own surname to me. Oh my God, we forgot to t- say that at the start. <sighs> Let's let's set the scene. So, someone in our fl- block of flats got broken into. We get so we police, get a lot of break-ins around here. Police were taking interviews, and because I work from home, I was here. So anyway, they were just chatting. Police away. is a snitch. I am a snitch. No, <laughs> I'm not. Um, yeah, so we're chatting away, and he was just taking my details or whatever. So then he's just like, you know, name, date of birth. And the funny thing is, I don't even remember my real date of birth because I always lie about that. So anyway, then he started telling me that how I pronounce my how my surname is pronounced is incorrect, and he decided to tell me the correct way to pronounce my surname. Yep. 
I mean, this would be a lot more helpful if you would say what your surname was. Okay, so my surname is McLean. Yes. And some people pronounce it McLean. Like Die Hard. Technically, that's a different name, though. McLean, like John McLean from Die Hard. Or Shirley McLean. Not spelt the same. But there is, you know, Scottish... Look, here's the thing with Scottish names. Different clans and such. And it's a very, very, very old name. Different clans, different spellings, different pronunciations. You can spell my name MC or you can spell it M-A-C, like Mac, which is how mine's is spelled. There's there's different spellings. I'd be focusing more on the mansplaining and less on the pronunciation. Okay, so then he was so like... It was so weird, because you know when you say your name, you don't expect someone to say, you know, that's not... And he was like... What was it he said? I'm sure it was just like, oh, it's actually pronounced... Uh-huh. I'm actually from... Um... No, and then he brought up... He was like, McLe- from the clan McLean, from Mull. And I was like, yeah, bitch, what well, Wikipedia told you that like, that's fucking I'm actually from Oban, so I think I'd know if your surname was pronounced. <laughs> I think I'd know. <laughs> that, that was pretty much it. That was, yeah. Yeah, it was really good. And I was so, like, gobsmacked at what was happening. <sighs> I think this is a teachable moment. I, I spoke to you about what to do in this situation. But maybe we should share... Because I was so enraged. Right, okay. So, I mean, firstly, it's probably not good to point out that you as a man were telling me as a woman how to handle that situation. Yeah, no, I was mansplaining how to deal with your mansplained. Well, no, we need to clarify, right? Because actually my response was to just be like, oh, excuse, you're fucking telling me my own fucking surname is pronounced, you fucking cunt. But as he is a police officer... Yeah. And... I don't want to be put in prison. Let's face it. I shouldn't be left alone speaking to police. Yeah. So Dave suggested how I actually handle it. So here's... Now, this isn't me mansplaining. This is uh, years of me being really good at annoying people on the internet. Mm. Number one, anytime you're annoyed about something, disengage your emotional response. Whatever your emotional response is, just crush that up into a little ball and just cram it down at the darkness of your soul, right? No emotional response. Secondly, what to do is you need to treat them like a big clever boy. You need to be like, oh, you're a very big clever boy, aren't you? You've got to do it as sarcastically as humanly possible, right? So you need to be like, in this situation, you'd be like, oh, you're from Mull. That's where they've got that school about the surname pronunciation, isn't it? Oh, you're very big and clever, aren't you? You must know how to pronounce all the names, like Smith and Jones and things like that. And then thirdly, um, when they try to respond to that, just laugh it off and move on. I mean, honestly, like, it's so insulting. Like, this is obvious, and it's so funny because it's not like I've never heard the name pronounced before. My entire family is called that. And oh, I really wish I'd just been relaxed and been like, I think you'll actually find what you're not understanding is regional differences in accents and that's how the different pronunciations exist. No, call him a big clever boy. But instead, I just sort of like stared at him really angrily. <laughs> just that thing where you twitched your jaw from side to side. Yeah, that's my when I'm really angry. We when can I, it's a podcast of, and we can't really yeah, do it. So. Yeah, if you could see If you it, could see it now, you'd be like, oh, she's really annoyed. Yeah, pretty much. It was... I, I think it was definitely the shock of it, though. Yeah. Like, I didn't have a response prepared. Most people, you say your name. If I say to you, what's your name? Dave. What's your full name? David McAffer. I mean, you don't really question that, right? 
You've no. been saying it. You've, it's been literally with you your whole life. I was like, this is a trick question. What it's are you going to do? Well, it's been with you your whole life. You're wrong. It's McAfeeer. And so, yeah, it was weird. It was yep, really weird. Yeah, so you got mansplained too. Let's wrap that up. We're just oh, rambling about nothing just know, now. You I'm could literally so complain about, about that forever. And I can't get my justice because he's a policeman and what am I going to do? Right, so, any final thoughts for no, Chad's fuck wife? fuck Chad. Fuck, fuck his wife. Okay. Um, any, anything else? Any fuck other Chad bas- too. Any other stories that are suitable for the start of the podcast you want to bring up at the end? Oh, I should have brought up about this. I'm you sorry. Now? It's left me angered again. I'll never have my justice. No, you will never get your justice. I'll never have my, get my pound of flesh. That's it. If there's any moral you could take from this week, there's no such thing as catharsis. Life is just a never-ending spiral of disappointment and frustration. To tell someone how to pronounce their own name. Stop in Scotland, it. it's not like Good my God. name is like Good Consuela or something. Like, we're in Scotland. He is Scot. I am Scottish. Oh Why are you at... Oh, bitch. Right, should we wrap up? <laughs> I feel like you need to have a conversation about this off air. <laughs> no, I'm over it now. No, I've ranted about it. Was that it. you just expecting it? Well, we're, we're finishing it anyway. Yeah, we are finishing it. I mean, ultimately, fuck Chad, fuck his wife, fuck all those people. Yeah. Right. Fuck Henry. <laughs> shall we uh, shall we say that thing that we say we say love you by at the same time? We do the end? Yeah, but I thought you were going to do a trigger warning. Uh, yeah, I was going to... No, I'm going to record that once we said bye it, so I can it. insert it at the start. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't understand. I'm Damn. sorry. Okay. Okay, right. love Three, you. Bye. No, no, no. We're going to synchronise it, right? You ready? Okay. Okay. On... Wait a minute. On on three, right? One, two... Okay, love you. Bye. That was on three. You said on three. Well, I can't be like three, okay? One, two, three, then go. No, one, two... On three. No, so that's like on... That's on three. I don't have to say three for it to be on three. You know what? You could have just put... I could like, just wait. I'll signal and then okay. we go. Okay. Okay, so... Okay, <laughs> okay, okay love, love you. you bye. Yeah.